right, all right. How we doing out there tonight? Welcome to BGTV. So excited about this episode. We are looking at episode number 30. Can you believe we've been doing 30 episodes? Time flies, and you know what? We have enjoyed every minute of it, so thank you, every one of you that have been watching, all of you that have been praying for us, all of you that have been giving to be helped us do this studio. As you can see, the cameras have gotten better and better through the weeks, and without your partnership out there, we couldn't do it. So I want to say thank you for that. Also, I want to say thank you for subscribing and for liking and for sharing. So please continue to like this page, share it, subscribe to it, because it's helping reach more and more people. We're continuing to grow um, every week so please continue to do that and we are super excited about this show because I've got one of my best friends a big brother in Christ I want you to give a warm welcome to my friend Pastor Bo Johnson all right, all right, all right. thank you Brad man it's uh it's an honor to yes. be here with you celebrating 30th episode man that's over half a year I'm telling you, Can you man, believe it, man I can't I really today it, when I it said it feels the, like this is like a month old <laughs> I'm telling you when I said it was the 30th episode today I was like oh my god time's flying so none better to celebrate number 30 with man, you man thanks absolutely. for being here tonight thank you it's an honor man I appreciate it I enjoy the show watch BGTV often and uh, have referred others to it. Well, so thank I appreciate you. what you're doing and the, the time and the effort and the energy that you're putting into it. Absolutely, man. I see you already downed your cup of coffee. It's this gone. guy right here <laughs> drinks more coffee than anybody I've ever known. So I know that it wasn't tonight, but the last time he came to my house, he didn't even say, hey, he walked straight to the coffee pot. So. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get your priorities right, Brad. <laughs> you got to, baby. Coffee is it. So Christy went straight to the baby. I went straight to the coffee. That's exactly right. So, you know, that's the priorities right there. But you know what? It is a huge honor to have you on here. Thank you, man. Uh, if you don't know Pastor Bo, he is the pastor at Refuge Birmingham right here in Clay, Alabama. He's been pastor how long now, Pastor? 20 years. 20 years. Wow. 20 years. And uh, he's not only just a pastor at the church, he's also a city councilman for the city of Clay. Yeah. Thank you for all you do for the city. Third term. Third term. Man, he's been doing that for a while, too. So he's not just pastoring at church. He's also pastoring in the community and out there outside the walls. And that's what I love about your ministry more than anything. More than anybody I know, he, he pastors people outside the walls of the church that never even come to his church. And that's kind of what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about true relationships. And, Pastor, if there's anybody I know that builds true relationships. There's nobody more that, that does it better than you. Mm. And uh, I was just talking to a guy the other day, actually the guy that produces this show, Nick Russell. He said, man, I love Pastor Bo. He's like, a, he's like that uncle that you love to see coming. He's always <laughs> joyful and passionate. And I got a picture that, that just kind of... Uh, this right here just summarizes you, Pastor Bo, right there. That picture right there, just happy, just full of life. And um, I'm telling you what, doesn't that just sum it all up, man? I mean, you just you just exuberate life and joy, and everybody loves having you in your presence. You're supposed presence. to edit that, make me taller and thinner, and my hair less gray. Hey, well, I've been working on that, that app to grow me some hair, too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you know what happened to me, Brad? We came back here. Um, I grew up here. Yeah. Grew up in Clay. Yeah. Graduated from Hewlett Trustwell High yeah. School in 1986. I went in the Army, worked for the railroad. We were in North Alabama, and we wound up coming back here in uh, late summer of 1997. Yeah. And in North Alabama, where we were, there, there was a lot of unity in the church. Yeah. A lot of unity between churches, between pastors, between ministries. Right. And when I came back to Birmingham at that time, to be honest with you, that was almost non existent. 
Well, you know, I've tried to meet other pastors and reach out, really just to find out what was going on in the community and yeah. how we could work together and sure. serve one another. And I think a lot of people just didn't want to have anything to do with it. Mm. And so I just knew at that point um, that part of what the calling, if you will, in my life would, would be for the rest of my life was just to not only build relationships myself, but try to help connect other people, try, wow. to, try to help, uh, you know, of course, you know, Brad and I are part of a, a group of local ministers yeah. that meet on a regular basis, at least monthly, and we do things beyond that. But we meet just to pray yeah. and to encourage one another to see Absolutely. what's going on in our lives. And uh, it, it's it's amazing how much uh, that's been needed mm. and honestly how little of that has actually happened at times. So. Right. No, absolutely. I was going to say that one of my favorite times of the month is when all of us pastors get together. It's not just pastors, other ministers, evangelists, people in this area. So if you're out there looking for... Um, a group of people that meet, uh, I think it's the second Tuesday. second Tuesday of the month at 9 o'clock. We just jump around to different churches, different buildings here in the city, and we just get together and pray, and it's one of my favorite times to get together and just um, pray for each other, pray for what's going on in the city, and we've been doing it now for, gosh, about two years now? Over two years. Over two years. Yeah. Wow. And um, it's been so fruitful and so encouraging. I know there's been several times I've gone in there and left just crying teared because uh, I was so encouraged when I left. And so, you know, I just want to say thank you for all you're doing for oh, all the ministers in this area. And, uh, but you, 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 like you said, that is a calling that's on your sure, life. Sure. And I would just want to ask this as someone that can see that that calling is on your life. What does, what do you do or what does it take to build true relationships? You got to be willing to invest your time, yeah. your heart, yeah. sometimes your money. Right. You, you, you've got to be the instigator. Yeah. Because what I've discovered is so many people, we'll just take people that vocational ministry type folks, they want those kind of relationships, but either don't really know how to get them started or just don't take the time. Mm. You know, people that... Bishop Larry Ragland's a good yeah, example. Absolutely. Somebody's close to both of us. Absolutely. The way we met is they had moved from Blunt County to um, the old school in Pinson, which yep. now I think their library and city hall and all yep. that's there. Well, he was outside working right. one day. Right. So I just pulled in the parking lot and got out and said, Hey, what's up? I'm Bo. Who are you? And we just started talking. And by the end of the conversation, I'm like, Would you and your wife like to go to dinner with us? So we took him out to Konomi wow. you know, here in a Japanese steakhouse. And that's where our relationship, which yeah. is going on 20 years now, yeah, uh, that's where it started. So you, you just have to be intentional. That's good. About everybody's not going to connect with you. Sure. But many will. Yeah. And you're never going to know until mm. you reach out and take that first step. Yeah, that's so good because I think that, you know, you're... You, you're always the one that initiates, you know, in our relationship. And I'm going to start trying the other way. Yeah. <laughs> but Pastor Bo is always, hey, you want to go eat? Let's go out and eat. Let's go play golf. You know what I'm saying? And uh, even though he says he hates golf, he's always playing every day, every week. So, um, That's but, exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I have an example of that, too. When I was in um, college, um, there was a, uh, I was at Southeastern Bible College, and there was um, a time there where I didn't know anybody there. And there was a guy that was in a couple of my classes, and I kept looking at him, and I said, man, this guy, he, he just looks cool, sounds cool, and just sounds like somebody I want to get to know and be a friend. I didn't have any friends. Right. And so he was responsible for – he was a musician, and he was responsible for um, 
putting all the stuff up every week and tearing it down when it got done for their worship thing. And so his name was Chuck. And I just said, you know what? Um, I just wanted a friend. And so I said, you know, the only way to be a, I mean, the only way to get a friend is to be a friend. And so um, instead of one, one day I went in there and tore down all the equipment that was there. We're using for all their band and put it in the closet, which he had to do. It took about two hours Mm. And he didn't know I was doing it. And when I got done, he found me and he said, "Hey, man, did you did you do all this?" And I said, "Yeah, man, I just thought I would want to help you out." And uh, from that moment forward, he just began to strike up a conversation. And then he ended up being my best friend all the way through college. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I agree with you, man. It's instigating. It's being a friend, you know, um, to get a friend. Sure. And um, and so thank you for that that nugget and that knowledge. And um, anything else you want to say about building? relationships with other believers? Well, when you, when you just said what you said, it just made me think about the fact that the kingdom of God mm. operates on a principle. Yeah. So we can read it. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. But Genesis says, yeah. as long as the earth remains, there'll be spring, summer, winter, and fall, same yeah. time and harvest. Right. Jesus, after telling the parable of, of the sower, said to his followers, if you don't get this, you ain't going to understand anything about the kingdom. Wow. The kingdom is about sowing and reaping. So it stands to, to reason if you want relationship, yeah. so relationship. Come on. If you Ooh. want friendship, That's so, good. so friendship. Mm. If you want to be in, in a life where you're surrounded by folks that are going to love you, care for you, pray for you, mm. support you God, when you need it, so then love someone, care for someone, and support them when they need it. That's so good. And let's just pause for a second and give out what Jesus said to his, um, all of us here. He said, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. That was what he left us. This is Jesus himself. This is the command he gave us. Of course, love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. But then he said, to love each other as I have loved you. And that's basically what you're saying is so in other people's lives. Love them. Love love them like you love yourself. And um, and then true relationships begin to happen. Yeah, and it can't be... And I can't stress this enough. Yeah. It cannot be for the purpose of propping up or adding to your thing. That's good. Because that's not relationship. Yeah. And that has been so much of what the body of Christ, particularly amongst leaders and, and pastors and evangelists and other ministers, it, so much of what we have done has been about, okay, how does this benefit me? How does this benefit my ministry? Yep. How does this benefit my... And that's the wrong perspective, man. That's the wrong heart. It, it literally has to be about loving one another. Gosh, that's here's, so here's what Here's yeah. what Jesus said, and mm. I think it's pretty, a pretty powerful statement. He said, a new commandment I give you, mm. that you love one another. Wow. And he went on to say, this is how people will acknowledge, recognize see that you are my followers. Wow. Not by your incredible oratory skills, not by how you you play the guitar, not by your art ability, not by your building ability, not by... And all those gifts and everything that God gives. Praise God for all that stuff. But that is not evidence of the fact that God is in our life and that we're Christ followers. Mm. The evidence is that we love each other. Gosh, that's so good. That's so good. You know, you, you... you uh, hit a string in my heart. Um, I've been through several different ministries where I got hurt and got sure. wounded, and it and it really ended up happening. Looking back, is because the leaders were um, trying 
not not to your face. It may be not even sub. They probably didn't know. It probably was more subconscious than anything. Is that they get so people get so focused on building their ministry, building their organization, that they just want you to be a part because it grows what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And and then in the end, it's not all about a true relationship and about right. love and about right. sowing love. It's all about you know, trying to reach or build this next thing or whatever. And so, you know, one of the things that happened to me through all of that, and maybe you're out there tonight and you've been hurt, you've been wounded by a spiritual leader or a friend that was close to you that betrayed you. And you've been, it's hard for you to get back out there and to trust people again. Um, I was betrayed in some of the worst ways you could ever imagine, but I knew in my heart that I didn't want to stay isolated in a cave forever because there was after I got hurt and betrayed, I found myself isolated in a cave. I found myself isolated away from other people. And I'm a people person. And I began to just kind of die on the inside because I wasn't around all a lot of people because I was afraid to get hurt again. And maybe you're afraid to get hurt again. And I totally understand that. And there was a phrase that came to me that, that the Lord gave me and he just said, Brad, the only way to trust again is to trust again. Hmm. The only way to do it is to step out in faith and knowing that God is leading new people into your life that you can trust again, but you're going to have to take that step of faith, knowing that God has put new people in your life, new leaders in your life, that He is involved in this situation and you can trust them again. Because, you know, there's a lot of people out there living in isolation because they've been sure. hurt. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, the, the natural response to being hurt is to, to put up walls and uh, to, to say, well, you know, I tried. Yeah. The, the reality is, though, the, the best thing to do in those situations, of course, there's a healing process. Sure. I'm not taking away from any of that. Sure, sure, sure. But understand what happened to you and reach out and build relationships with others with the intent of not hurting them. Mm, that's good. G giving them a safe person in their life, giving them yeah. a safe ear to hear and a safe shoulder to cry on when necessary. Mm. Take, take what happened to you and take the hurts and, and the way maybe you were manipulated or abused or whatever the case is and, and turn that thing around and say, well, you know what? I'm going to offer true relationship. Mm. I'm going to offer real compassion. I'm going to offer actual friendship. Yeah. And not only, you know, will it benefit those that you're extending that to, but it, you know, it helps you along in the healing process as well. Absolutely. That's so good. When you begin to help others, it helps get your mind off of what you're going through and it begins to heal you as well. You know, that's what I've noticed is I, when I came out of that, the biggest betrayal and moments of my life, it was like God had given me an avenue to just begin to minister to these people to help them. And that was some of the healing ointment oh, that yeah. came oh, that yeah. came over me. You know, I like to say too is here in the, I believe we're getting closer to the end times. And sure. in Matthew chapter 24, it does talk about how in the end times, the love of many will grow cold. Oh, yeah. And I really believe that that verse right there is so evident all around us that the love of many has grown cold. It oh. is growing cold. We're in the middle of that. And so as us as believers, I think one of the things we've got to, to you know, evaluate and make sure is, hey, is, the, is my love growing cold? You know, if, if, have I got distanced myself from people because I've been hurt? Because that's what the enemy wants to do is he wants to hurt us, wound us, distract us, to, so that we don't want to talk with other people because that's how the gospel is um, 
goes forth. That's how the love of Christ goes forth. And so when the devil helps uh, wounds us so bad that we don't want to go out there anymore, that's how the love of many grows cold. And so I just want to look at people out there tonight and say, evaluate yourself and say, hey, has, the, has my love for other people grown cold? Because in the end times, that is a ministry of Satan, that he is going after people to make sure that the love of many grows cold. And so I just feel like, you know, I just want to see if, the, if Satan has a ministry of helping people grow their ministry of love growing cold, Man, I want to grow a ministry that's helping people have the, the where love is hot, where yeah. it's like, man, we're warming this thing up. Yeah. <coughs> Absolutely. And Brad, again, a good litmus test, and this is always a good place to go back to, <coughs> is where is my heart in relation to God? Mm. Uh, John 17, 3, scripture that... I actually have it up here for you, man. Okay. Let's, let's read and it. Read it to everybody. This is eternal life. This is Jesus... He's talking to his father. Yeah. He said, this is eternal life, that they know you, mm. the only true God, mm. and me, and Jesus Christ, whom you sent. So we aren't really going to have a heart of love for other people if we don't have a relationship with God. That's good. You know, the Bible says God is love. Right. <laughs> and sure. so, you know, it, that that's that's the origin of having a, a desire in your heart to be a relational person. It, it stems from having a true relationship with God. So there Amen. may be people watching this, Brad, that that, uh, that aren't Christ followers. Or Absolutely. They're, maybe they're unchurched. Maybe they're de-churched. There's a whole lot of de-churched people in the world because <laughs> yeah. of how badly the church has treated people through Absolutely, years. yeah. And so uh, it's just coming back to a place of, you know what, this is my first love. Yeah. He died for me. He restored me. He redeemed me. He reached out for me when no one else yeah. would have reached out yeah. for me. He's my first love. He's my true love. Mm. He's my greatest love mm. because he loves me in a capacity that my mind cannot even understand. Mm. And so now that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts, God, help me love others with your love. Not with, not mm. with my man-made love, not with my fleshly love, not with my understanding of love. Mm. Help me love them the way that you love them. Help wow. me look at them the way you look at them. Help me want to invest in others' lives mm. and want to build relationship uh, so that together we can rally around you and rally mm. around your heart, God. Mm. We can rally around your love. No, that's so good because um, there's let's just be honest, there's many times where we don't feel like loving people. We don't feel like sure. taking care of people. And, and it's because when, when we aren't spending time with the Lord, like – Think about it. the fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, kindness, all these things that we're not. <laughs> they only come from one source, right. and that's Jesus. And so we have to stay connected to the vine. I do have a verse I'd like to share with everybody. John chapter 15, verse 5, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It says, this is the Passion Translation because I liked the way that it was worded. It says, I am the sprouting vine, and you are my branches. As you live in union with me as your source... Fruitfulness will stream from within you, but when you live separated from me, you are powerless. Man, that right there is so powerful. It says when you're living in union with me, then the fruitfulness comes from within. Sure. And I think a lot of times we try to love people from with outside, you know, yeah. like what other, you know, try to love with our mind or try to love with our. And the thing is, we can't. We have to spend time with Jesus. 
And like when we're connected to the vine, that sap that comes from yeah. from from the from the vine will flow into the branches. And what's going that sap that's coming from the vine, in that sap is love. In yeah. that sap is joy and peace and kindness and and, and self-control. And, and and it flows into us, like you were saying, when we're having a uh, intimate relationship with Jesus. Sure. And so I want to ask you, Pastor Bo, what um, as people out there struggling in their relationship with the Lord, or maybe they've had a good relationship with the Lord in the past, but they're not real intimate with Him at the moment. What what are what what are some things that you do to build an intimate relationship with God? Well, it starts with, um, and, and it's so simple. Yeah, you got to spend time with Him. Amen. Yeah. I mean, I. This past June, Chris and I celebrated 33 years of marriage. Wow. And we've known each other since January of 1987. Yeah. And I, I say this, I shared it at the church recently. I could be in a room of 100 people. Yeah. And her voice isn't very loud. Yeah. Uh, but if I, I could hear dozens of voices, maybe even some people that I know, maybe I can identify, maybe not. Yeah. But if I hear Christy Johnson's voice, yeah, I know that. <laughs> That's good because I have spent more time with her than any other human being on the planet. On the planet, yeah. And so I know her. I mean, wow. we're still learning. We're still getting to know one hey, another, even after good. thirty-three years. That's good. But we have developed a relationship, and there is no other way mm. to develop a relationship other than the investment of time. And so wow. when that comes to God, what does that look like? Well, wow. it, it looks like prayer. Yeah. And I don't mean just a list of God, I need this, I need this, I need yeah. this. You know, hurry it up if you can. Thanks, buddy. I, I don't mean that. I mean praying as led by the Holy Spirit, as directed yeah. by the Holy Spirit. That that means spending time in His Word. Yeah. I mean, we've got His Word, which is incredible. And it's not the only thing God ever said. It's not like God stopped speaking when the yeah. Bible was canonized. Yeah. The Holy Spirit speaking to us every day all the right. time. Right. But in His Word, man, we learn who He is. In His Word, we learn who we are mm. in Him or through Him or because of Him. So time in prayer, time in the Word, and, and, and just time in His presence. And to me, what that means is, you know, sometimes I don't have a prayer list. Mm. Sometimes I just want to sit there, mm. and I just want to be in your presence because you're there. You're Jehovah Shammah. You're always there. Yeah. I know you're here. Maybe you're going to speak to my heart through the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're just going to encourage me. Maybe we're just going to sit there quietly in one another's presence yeah. and just soak it in. Wow. But there is no other way to develop a relationship with God or with anybody else yeah. without spending time mm. with one another. That's so good. I, it really is. We know we could you know, try to figure out another way. But the bo the bottom line is, is without any time, you can't build a relationship with anybody and you can't yeah. build a relationship with God. And I love how you, you referenced that you learned to hear your wife's voice because you spent so much time where you can sure. hear her voice amongst a busy crowd, a loud crowd, a lot of things going on. And I think a lot of people out there are, they're trying to learn how to um, hear the voice of God and I just want to speak to you tonight and just say this, is that if you're wanting, if you have the desire and you're wanting to learn how to hear the voice of God, it first starts with just simply spending time with Him. Yeah. Prayer, another word for prayer is conversation. Prayer is just simply a conversation. Like some of my best times with the Lord is when I just sit down on the couch and I just talk to God. I just talk to Him about what's on my heart. 
And then I'll just stop and listen to what's on his heart. And we just have a conversation. Some of my other favorite times of spending time with God is going and taking a walk with God. Like I live on a golf course, Pastor Bo. Every Monday, the course is closed. Well, I try to go on and walk on the golf course. It's like my own little Garden of Eden. And I just go and walk with God and talk with God. And I'll go for, you know, 15 minutes of walking where I talk to him. And then there's 15 minutes back where I'm just listening to him and develop this relationship and conversation. And and, um, that's some of my favorite times, you know, because the the whole Bible started with a walk. It was God walking with Adam and Eve in the garden. They, he just wanted a true relationship, and that's why he created us, is to have true relationships, to have friends, to have people that would be close to him, and have a bride that would come in and be intimate with him. And so I totally agree with you. Time is the number one thing. Um, so is there anything else that you want to tell us about having true relationship with God tonight? Well, you know, it's important to remember he's not far off. Right. I mean, he's not some distant, he's here, you're here. James 4.8 says, come near to God or draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. Yeah. I mean, he, he's there. I mm. mean, he, he's right there. Mm. Jeremiah 29, he said, if you'll seek me, uh, you'll find me. Yeah. When you seek me with yeah. all your heart. God's not hiding. He wants to be found. He wants to be found. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's right there all the time. And I, I think it's important that we remember, you know, the Bible says pray without ceasing. You're familiar with that scripture, First yeah. Thessalonians 5, 17. Pray without ceasing. Well, when, when you think about prayer in what we've made it out to be through the years, you think, well, that's impossible. Mm. But when you look at prayer as just an ongoing, open line of communication that's good. with God, mm. then it's not impossible. So you know, you, you may be working, you may be doing something where you, you know, you can't stop, you can't take time out, you can't even open your mouth and, and verbally speak. But it doesn't mean that that line of communication with God is shut down because of that. I mean, he's, he's alive right here. Yeah, I know <laughs> what you mean. Like, I, I work at a place called Icon where we sell golf carts. And, you know, I, I, the other day I just was driving golf carts, uh, you know, to the front so they can put them out there to be seen. And I would just... I was just talking to God as I was driving, and then I was just kind of listening to God. You know, I was just sitting there. No matter where you're at, at work or at home or wherever, you can keep that line of communication yeah, open. And and He wants, He's always speaking. Yeah, absolutely. We're not necessarily always listening. That's good. But He's He's always speaking, and He just He mm. wants us to listen mm. to Him. Yeah. You know, Jesus said in John ten, "My sheep listen to My voice." I know them, mm. and they follow me. That's so good. And he also said that you know, his sheep recognize his voice. That's good. And that's that's what God wants, man. Because there's plenty of voices, absolutely, jaw jacking <laughs> into your ear. So many, you know, plenty of things from this world and this world system and from our enemy trying to discourage us or distract us or whatever. And and Jesus, like, this is the relationship that I intend to have with you. Mm. One where not only am I speaking to you, but you instantly recognize that it's me because wow. you know me. Yeah. And and I know you. That's so you know, good. It, and that comes from a place, Brad, and again, a, a lot of things that happen to us um, in the world will sometimes affect uh, our relationship with God. Mm. We've got to be willing to trust Him with all of our heart. But then you'll say, you know, God is a father. Jesus made that reference so mm. many times. Yeah. And then somebody's response will be, well, my, my dad sucked. Mm. 
he wasn't there for me. He was there. He was yeah. abusive. You know, yeah. so that, yeah. that there's there's things, legitimate things that have happened in our life. They're trying to combat what it is God's trying to do in us. And mm. ultimately, as Christ followers, if, if we've had that born-again experience, then our heart has been changed. It's in us to be able to trust Him. We've just got to be willing That's good. to trust Him. And, you know, the Scripture, many people that have been in church are familiar with the Proverbs Scripture in, in chapter 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yeah. Don't lean on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him or submit to him, and he will make your path straight, or he'll yes. give you clarity of direction. Yes. But we we've got to be willing to trust him, mm. and then to some degree we have to learn. It'd be great if the moment that we were born again, everything that we needed to be, and everything that you know, there, there's no desire to sin anymore. Everything we need to know, we know it. it but that's not life, man. Yeah, that's not, not how it works. This yeah. thing is a journey. And, Come on. And so we have to learn to depend on him. We that's good. We literally have to trust that although everyone else in our life may have let us down, this isn't everyone else in our life. Yeah. And he's not going to let us down. He, wow. He's faithful, mm. and he's always going to be. That's so good. That's so good. He is faithful. Um, he, you know, Haley, my wife, has gone through ups and downs in her relationship with the Lord, and one of the darkest moments was she felt like because of her mistakes that God was punishing her, you know, to not have that... We couldn't get pregnant for years, you know, and um, that was one of the things that she had to learn is that no, just because you make a mistake out there, God's not looking to punish you. Yes, he does discipline us because sure. he says he disciplines those whom he loves, Absolutely. but he's looking to bless us. He's looking to grow closer with us. He's looking to, and you know, and when we just had a child, you hope she's five weeks old right now and Haley's up there taking care of her right now. Um, but, you know, in a relationship with God, there is just things that we have to just know that God is not punishing us because we made a mistake. Right. And I think a lot of times people think that, man, because I made a mistake, God's punishing me. And so this is something that um, we have had a blessing in our life. It's this baby, this new, brand new baby in our lives, five weeks old. And I've watched how that baby has brought healing to, to Haley, to me, to bring joy to this house. Like you even, you even gave us a word about that. And it's been awesome to watch that come true. But uh, the other day I was sitting there and I was, um, I was feeding hope and, you know, I was sitting there looking at her and the Lord just started speaking to me. Hmm. He said, because when, when hope was born, I had this fatherly love come over me for her. And I wanted to do anything for her. I wanted to take care of her, protect her, provide for her. But there was one thing that that I didn't expect. I thought there would be this like immediate connection, like as a, you know what I'm saying, like a father and daughter, like immediate connection that was like this thing. And then as it, you know, week one goes by, two weeks go by, and I'm like, am, am, is there something wrong with me? Like there, I'm not feeling this like, this uh, super closeness. I, the love for her was like, is unbelievable, but like the, the closeness that I thought I would feel. And then I was reading this article about fathers and children and when they're first born. And the article said that it takes sometimes three to six months for the father and the child to bond. Mm. And the reason is, is because it takes about that long for the child to begin to interact with the father. Because the father is always interacting with the child when they're little, but the, right. the child can't 
interact, can't communicate. So when the child begins to communicate through coos and through smiles Mm -hmm. and through laughs, through eye contact, through, you know, just whatever, as the child gets older, begins to interact with the father, and there's that bond that begins to take place. And immediately that God just spoke to me, and he said that that's exactly how it is in our relationship with him. The moment we are born again, there's this immediate love that, that we have for God and that God has for us, but there's a deeper relationship that is available, but it only starts to develop when the child of God begins to interact with the Father. Because the Father is always interacting with us, wanting right. to have time with us, wanting to right. speak to us, wanting to talk to us. But it's only when we interact with God that that relationship goes to another level and we begin to bond with Him. Amen. And so if you're out there today and you're wondering how you can grow your relationship with God, the first thing you must do is you've got to start to interact with God and you'll begin to see that your relationship begins to bond. It becomes strong. And so um, just begin to spend time with them, interact with them in any way that you can. And I promise you, you're going to see your relationship with God go to the next level. So anything else you want to share with us tonight, Pastor Bo, before we say goodbye tonight? I honestly thought I was going to share a lot more about we'll we'll have you on again yeah (laughs) with with our relationship with one another but you know we kind of got in a vein where it it seemed like we needed to stay yeah um because we're not going to have successful relationships with other people if we don't have a successful relationship with our father absolutely and uh, we we we've got to get back to a place of understanding that um you know while Attending uh, local church services is great. Every believer needs to be a part of a local body, man. Yeah. Whether they meet in a traditional building or meet in a house or meet in the park or meet in the gym or meet the movie theater, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Everybody needs to have a faith family. Everybody Come on. needs I to agree. have yes. support. And, and, but that's not the end all. Yeah. You know, great worship's not the end all. Thank God for teaching. Thank God for podcasts. And, and, I mean, just all the things that are available. Thank God for all of those things, but none of those replace uh, a real yeah. uh, intentional relationship with God. You know, because we, we got to go, Brad, we got to get deeper than just knowing about him. That's right. The Apostle Paul, Philippians 3.10, book of Philippians is one of my favorite, chapter 3 is my favorite chapter in the Bible. Come on. And the Apostle Paul said that I might know, that's, mm. a, that's an intimate word, that yeah. I might know him. Mm. The power of his resurrection. Everybody wants to know that. Yeah. The fellowship of his suffering, mm. that I might be made like him. Wow. Even unto his death. So I, I just think it's about knowing him mm. because we will never truly know who we are mm. if we don't know who he is. That's good. Because who we are is wrapped up in who he is. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. That is so good. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm super excited about the future. Mind if I tell everybody, in January, mm-hmm. Pastor Bo is going to have his own show right here on BGTV. Yeah. So stay tuned. We'll have more details about that coming up. But in the I think the middle of January, he's going to kick it off, have his own show, and we'll be telling you more about that coming up. So stay tuned for that. Um, But also, I just want you to um, 
see these are some relationships that we have in our life, Pastor Bo. Look at me and you, Pastor Larry, <laughs> Delane, this cutting up right there. That was the Ambassadors Network. We're having a good time there. And so uh, that's some of the relationships that we have in our life. And um, without you guys at Ambassadors Network, I don't know where me and Haley would be because mm. coming out of a hard time where we were, you know, the the Lord directed me to to go see Pastor Larry and then um, that got us even more connected and just being around a family of people and a network that is, you know, I love what I love about ambassadors network is it's all about relationships yeah. and, and that's what it's centered around. And you can tell that you can feel that. And so, uh, man, just thank you for all you've done in my life. Yeah, um, and just, um, uh, for all the pastors and ministers in this city, uh, everything that you do is seen and, um, needed mm-hmm. and, um, in the calling on your life is, is, is it's awesome, and we all love it. And just like my buddy Nick said, Uncle, we love when Uncle Bo comes. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, thank you guys so much. I see everybody joining in. I see the comments. Please comment and let us know if this helped you tonight. Put it in the comments. Say, this is the part that helped me the most. Or where are you watching from? Let us know where you're watching from. If you have any prayer requests, put the prayer requests in the comments because we want to help pray for you this week. So until next week, Just have a great week. Spend time with God. And when you spend time with God, it'll help you to be able to build relationships with other people. So have a great week. We'll see you right here next week, 7 p.m. on a Sunday night. Have a good week. See you later.